Welcome to Naturally Well, a podcast to help you live a healthier and happier life with a Nordic twist. I'm your host, Kate Turner, registered dietitian, personal trainer, Nordic Naturals nutrition specialist, and owner of Live Well with Kate. Today, we're back answering all of your questions about blood sugar balance. Without blood sugar balance, it can be so difficult to lose weight, maintain weight, reduce inflammation, and leave the unwanted signs of hanger at the door. To me, eating in a way that supports blood sugar balance and a speedy metabolism are the key factors to a healthy lifelong diet. We'll talk about how blood sugar regulation works and why everyone needs to be concerned about their blood sugar levels, not just if you have diabetes, and easy tips to keep your blood sugar steady throughout the day to keep you feeling good. I'll also take you through different eating days that from the outside may look very healthy, but can be wreaking havoc on your blood sugar levels leaving you hangry. I hope you enjoy it and get as excited about blood sugars as I am. All right, welcome back to another episode of Questions with Kate, um, where where we take the questions from you, the listeners of Naturally Well, and ask them to registered dietitian and all-around great person, Kate Turner. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> Trying I appreciate a more that. Formal introduction this time. <laughs> I needed that today. Just all around great person. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, it's true. It's true. Um, but yeah, so today we have a lot of questions that uh, are sort of on the topic of blood sugar. And I know for some people, maybe for a lot of listeners, when uh, we start hearing people talk about blood sugar, Oftentimes what we start thinking of is, oh, that's only for people who have diabetes or who might be pre-diabetic. But I think, uh, as you'll you'll be quick to point out, uh, that's a misconception. Yeah, no, completely. And it's funny because, I mean, Andrew, we know even like after we record an episode or something, we always have like our own conversations about health. Yeah. And we've talked about blood sugar a lot and it's because blood sugar is so important. So There are two things that I would say that everybody needs to be conscious of, and that is your metabolism and your blood sugar. It does not mean you only pay attention to blood sugar when you are pre-diabetic, diabetic, or when your doctor brings it up to you at some point because you have a family history. Every single person needs to be concerned with their blood sugar. And the reason being is things that basically un, I wouldn't say unregulated or basically like not steady. So we'll talk about what spikes in blood sugar can do, but it can bring about weight gain, weight retention, inflammation, um, feelings of hanger. So I know we've all been on the hunger roller coaster before and feeling hangry for a meal. That is your blood sugars talking. Um, And then yes, obviously it can lead down the road. If you have uncontrolled blood sugar levels, um, for a period of time that can lead to prediabetes, diabetes, and other conditions. But again, too, even just the fact that like blood sugar spikes increase inflammation, inflammation is linked to majority of conditions under the sun. So it's something we want to pay attention to. And then for anyone who is like, you know, I have typically a healthy diet, et cetera, um, which we will talk about even having a quote unquote healthy diet, you can still have blood sugar spikes. It can still lead to that weight gain and weight retention. So if weight loss or weight maintenance is one of your goals, blood sugar plays a huge part. And then also just making you feel good. So, well, yeah, it sounds like yeah. it's one of those things again, that we sort of take for granted 
um, mm-hmm. but really it plays a huge part in so many different aspects of our life. And I'm just wondering, like, is there a simple definition of like what blood sugar is? I mean, again, I think it's one of those yeah. terms that we use a lot, but a lot of people might not really know what it is or what it does or what the purpose of it is. Completely perfect segue, Andrew. So let's just talk about like the basics of it. So like, what is your, what is blood sugar, right? And what does it do? So anytime you take in a carbohydrate, so that could be like, you know, we, what we normally think of like pasta, bread, those types of carbohydrates, but also fruit, Fruit. starchy vegetables, meaning like your potatoes, peas, corn, winter squash, really any veggie that has like a little bit of sweetness is going to have some starch in it. One misconception though, carrots are not a starch. I just like to always preface with that. But anytime you take in any type of but aren't carrots pretty that, sweet though? They so you know what when you roast them too, they do get sweet, but the amount of carbohydrates they have in them, they are not considered a starchy okay. vegetable. So do not be fearful of carrots. Also, peas? do not be fearful of starchy starchy vegetables. Peas do, but we will talk about Andrew that okay, okay. peas also have a good amount of protein in them. And we're going to talk about that. Why that's really good for your blood okay. sugar. Sorry for the tangent. So, no, you are all good. I mean, you know, I love a good tangent. So anytime you take in a carbohydrate, like we said, it could be a fruit smoothie or it could be um, a bagel, or it could even be some beans or things like that. That is what causes a rise in your blood sugar or what is also known as glucose. That's kind of the more technical term. So we have a rise in that blood sugar glucose. Like we said, if we have a large spike in that blood sugar glucose, that's when it can lead to weight gain, weight retention, inflammation. Um, you know, we also feel that's kind of the hunger roller coaster part at the top of that spike. We feel really good because carbohydrates supply us with energy. So we feel great. But what happens on a roller coaster? You go up and you must come down. And when you come down from that spike is when we don't feel good at all. That's when we can actually feel a little shaky. We can start to feel hangry. Um, we basically, you know, you can, you feel like you're in a little bit of a hypoglycemic state, which is basically when you have low blood sugar. And we'll get into that a little bit more, um, when we talk about hypoglycemia, Mm -hmm. but Basically, so you're eating, right? You take in those carbohydrates, your blood sugar goes up. Then what your body does, and specifically your pancreas, is it secretes insulin. And basically what insulin does is it takes that glucose from those carbohydrates that's floating around in your blood, and it puts them into your cells because we don't want glucose floating around in our blood. And that's usually when you see like if someone is diabetic or pre-diabetic, they have high blood glucose levels. And that's usually because insulin, they're insulin resistant, meaning their insulin's not working to take that glucose okay. and put it in their cells. So that's why they have elevated levels floating around in their blood. Are we with me so far? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So basically what happens too is so when insulin is working on overdrive. So let's say you are eating a carbohydrate diet, specifically processed foods that don't have a lot of other nutrients in them. And your insulin is working on overdrive to constantly keep, you know, basically taking that glucose and putting it in your cells. So it's not floating around. It also signals your body to tell you like, okay, you know what? we have enough 
energy here. You no longer need to burn fat. You need to store fat. So that's another thing of when you have constant blood sugar spikes, you can also be storing more fat, which like we talked about can lead to kind of that weight gain, weight retention. Now on the other side of it, when we talk about hypoglycemia, so this is also to make sure that you are eating enough (laughs) and hypoglycemia, like some of the signs and symptoms you can feel, you can feel like a little shaky, sometimes sweaty. Um, I mean, you're lightheaded. Yes. Lightheaded. Like you're craving carbs usually at those times too. So you want to make sure that we're not getting in that state as well, because what then your body can signal to do is to start breaking down muscle for energy, which we don't want either. Um, the more muscle you have on your body too, the more fat you burn. And just, it's so good for so many other reasons, especially like for women as we age and men as we age as well. So we don't want that either. So what our goal is with blood sugar is instead of having, I like to think of them as waves, right? Instead Mm -hmm. of having these big waves where we're spiking and dropping throughout the day, we have some baby waves throughout the day, right? You're just staying in your, basically like your prime area where you're not spiking, but you're still taking in. I mean, you're going to take in carbohydrates to the day. You should, right? Because we have to remember even like non-starchy vegetables, have carbohydrates in them. Like even nuts have carbohydrates in them. So it's not to say don't eat carbohydrates. It's just, we need to be strategic about it. And we need to be strategic about what we pair with it and the amount. So, (coughs) excuse me. So if I'm like restating it, would it be safe to say that like, if we think of our body as a machine, we want it to sort of run smoothly and efficiently and sort of not make it work too hard on either spectrum up or down and just sort of give ourselves the best possibility by sort of maintaining a steady, uh, blood sugar level. Totally. Like consistency is key. So like what you wouldn't want to do, Andrew is like wake up in the morning and have a high carb breakfast, like whether that's like pancakes and, you know, we're going to talk about what to pair with these things, but like having like, you know, all your carbs at one meal and then be like, Oh, I had carbs at breakfast. Like I'm not eating carbs the rest of the day Mm -hmm. because all that does is spike your blood sugar. And then guess what? You're not going to feel great the rest of the day because you're going to be more in that hypoglycemic, like low blood sugar state. Whereas we'd rather have a balance like, oh, okay. You want a pancake? Like, okay, let's have, um, maybe one or two small pancakes have some eggs with it. And we're going to talk about protein and fiber, um, and fats and how that helps next, but have some eggs with it. And then maybe at lunch, you do have a salad and you pair it with some fruit. So you're getting more carbohydrates. So again, it's like you have these little waves, And at dinner, you add in a sweet potato with your meal, right? Um, But you want to keep it consistent, you know, or if it's like a lower, you know, let's say you're eating a lower carb day, keep that consistent most of the day, right? Just making sure that we're not having those spikes. So things we can do to help keep our blood sugar in like that healthy window One is what you pair it with. So whenever you pair carbohydrates with protein, 
fats, healthy fats, ideally, or fiber. Basically, instead of a spike going from, and this could be like, let's use a piece of fruit as an example. Cause mm-hmm. again, we always talk about like what's healthy, right? Yes. There are, is like some fiber in, let's say the skin of an apple. If we're talking about an apple, not enough that like you would want to still add a little bit more fiber. You would want to add some protein or healthy fats. So let's just say we just have the apple on its own. Your blood sugar is going to spike decently quick mm-hmm. and pretty fast. And the reason being too is fruit is high in fructose. Fructose is, it's a form of sugar, but it's also metabolized very quickly. So it also makes that spike happen quicker. Now, if we were to pair that apple and like, let's make it nice for ourselves. Okay. We're going to pair that apple with, um, some nut butter, maybe a little cinnamon, some sea salt, but really it's that nut butter. That's going to have like that healthy fat with it, with a little bit of protein. Your blood sugar spikes going to be a little wave. And so it's really making sure. And like we were talking about earlier, like, let's say you want to have those pancakes that morning, or like you want to, you're having a higher carb meal. You have to pair it with protein fats or fiber, or honestly, all three is the best to help prevent that spike. Another thing that can help too, if you do notice, like you just did have a really high carb meal and you're like, well, there was not a lot of protein, or even Mm -hmm. if there was going for a walk immediately after plays a huge role. So this is actually something, if someone did come to me, they were diabetic, pre-diabetic hands down after their largest starch meals, like, or even just meals in general, I want them to walk for 10 minutes just around the block. Like whether that's right after lunch, if you know, I know people are back in the office doing a lap around your office, a few laps. If you're at home, an evening walk, it plays a huge role because basically what it's doing is it's using that glucose and those carbs you took in and it's using them for energy versus then having to store them, right? And like put them in your cells and then your insulin's working on overdrive. So that's another way that can really help Mm -hmm. just bring those spikes down. Yeah. So how much of this is like, let me rephrase this. Would you say that it's more talking about balancing the the carbs with the fats and the proteins? If you're wanting to sort of keep a more regulated blood sugar level, um, how much of it is, is benefited from like eliminating certain foods versus pairing foods together? Okay. Good question. So a a mix of both is going to be my answer. So Yes, processed and refined carbohydrates. So refined carbohydrates is basically anything made with white sugar, white flour. So even like we're talking about like having a bagel, right? Eliminating those processed carbs is going to help. But honestly, Andrew, even, you know, I will say like with fruit, berries can be like a good exception because like raspberries are pretty high in fiber. And so sometimes you can get away with having certain fruits like that and not pairing with like a protein fat or extra fiber and your blood sugars don't spike as much. But if you're eating like, you know, a like mango, right. Or a higher sugar fruit, it still may spike your blood sugar 
almost just as much as like a half a bagel. Mm -hmm. Yes. Your body is still getting in more nutrients, right? Like we're getting in vitamins and minerals. So it's still better for you to have the mango 110%, but you'd still would want to pair it. So that's where it gets. And that's where I think people actually, it gets tough for most where I've seen so many people be like, Oh, I have a healthy snack every day. I have a piece of fruit by itself. But then I also ask them, how do you feel an hour later? And they're like, Oh, I'm, I'm ready for another snack. And that's part of it too, because we're talking about that hanger level as well. So when you're coming down from feeling so good off that carb high, even if it's a piece of fruit, you're hungry again, which then makes you usually overeat more and you're craving carbohydrates too, because so that's where someone may then go for like some crackers mm-hmm. and then what happens again. And that's kind of goes back to, I feel like most people have heard like the more sugar you eat, the more sugar you crave. It doesn't matter if it's in the form of candy or fruit. Yes. Fruit is better. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, but it's just in general, at because of the way our blood sugars work, that is why you crave more because your body is getting down into that hypoglycemic state and it needs more to bring it back up. Whereas if you had just paired it with a protein fat or fiber or went for a walk to use some of that, those little waves, you're not going to be feeling those big dips. And I, I mean, I don't know about for anyone listening, but like I used to have bad, like before I really honed in on blood sugar, I would have bad, like hanger ex- like episodes and they're awful. They're not only awful for you, but they're awful for the people around you. <laughs> like, it's not fun to be with someone who's hangry. And yes, like, do I still get them sometimes occasionally? And usually it's just because I haven't eaten in a while, or I will notice if it's a day that I did have like higher carbs in the morning or something. And just then had a long period of time before my next meal. And that's why I really try like to never not have food around me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it's also nice too, that sometimes when you're on that hunger roller coaster, you cannot make sound decisions about your next meal. So this is how it also just affects your eating habits. Whereas if you're feeling good and sound in your mind, right. And you're not playing this, you're not on the hunger roller coaster and you're not playing this constant game with your body. You can make those sound decisions about like, okay, what, what do I want for lunch versus like, Oh my gosh, like I just need to eat something for lunch. Like whatever's in the fridge, I'm just going to eat it. And again, your body's craving mm-hmm. those carbohydrates. So that's like one piece of it. And then we were talking about walking after I do want to mention like the best time to have carbohydrates is when you are going to use them for energy. So like pre, I'm going to say pre-movement. I don't even want to say like, yes, if it's pre-workout hundred percent, but like pre-movement. So like we were talking about like going for a walk after you eat, um, or post-movement because you've basically just used up your body's stored glucose Mm -hmm. and that stored energy. And then you have a lot of room in your muscles to replenish it. So that's you're still using too. it, but it, yes. it can feel counterintuitive because it's after. But if you think of it as well, like yeah, filling up a gas tank after you've emptied mm-hmm. it, you, exactly. you're still going to need gas in the tank. So it's not like you can. A hundred percent. You're replenishing it. And it's also good. Like, let's say it was like a workout and even a more intense one. Your muscles actually need those carbohydrates 
to build new muscle. So if your goal is also muscle synthesis, mm-hmm. you hundred percent need carbs post-workout with protein. Um, but that's where too, like I'll try and teach clients as well. And this is not to say only have carbs surrounding movement, but ideally, like, let's say you're going to like your favorite sandwich shop or, you know what I mean? Like you're going to your favorite pasta place for dinner. Okay. Well, if you're trying to like figure out when you want to get your workout in and your schedule is pretty flexible that day, like maybe you do an afternoon workout, you know, because it's going to help so much then going into that meal and you're going to be feeling good as well. Are there certain foods that you should just completely avoid that are just wreck havoc with, with blood sugar. I mean, I know for a time, I don't think it's mentioned as much, but some people asked about uh, agave nectar in place of sugar, because supposedly that, you know, might be better for your, but I think we've talked about that before that that's kind of not the case. Yeah. So let's tackle agave and then I'll answer the question. So Agave, the reason why agave was thought to be like so much better originally was that it was supposed to come with fiber in it. And so like, it, it it's still a little bit to be determined, but like pure natural agave, which like, it doesn't seem to make it on our shelves at all, <laughs> does have natural fiber in it. So the thought was, wow, if this sweetener also has fiber in it, it won't affect your blood sugars as much. So the thought of it is correct. However, what usually makes it onto our shelves is just straight. And we were talking about earlier fructose. So when looking at sweeteners, if you want to see what's going to spike your blood sugar the most, fructose is the quickest to be metabolized, which means it will create the largest spike in your blood sugar. And yes, fruit, has fructose, but like, like we we're talking about fruit also has a little bit of fiber, things like that. You still want to pair it. I love the saying, never have a carb naked, meaning always have it with something. But when we're actually looking at different types of sugar, the sugars that rank like agave ranks, one of the highest in fructose, the ones that actually rank the lowest are real maple syrup. So not your aunt Jemima. Like the real stuff that's really thin. It's not mm-hmm. thick. Okay. So real not maple, the maple syrup. Flavor, maple flavored sugar syrup. Yes. No, not that. And then um, date syrup is another one. And honey falls pretty low too. So those are all ones that are lower in fructose. But I want to preface it with it still raises your blood sugar. I'm just saying they're lower. So like if I'm baking something and I have the option to put a sweetener, I will probably put maple syrup or honey in there. Um, but knowing too, like it's still sugar. And that's Mm -hmm. the thing too, is with all carbohydrates, whether it's pasta, whether it's fruit, et cetera, when it is broken down in your body, it's broken down into sugar. Like that's what it is, right? It, it breaks down to that sugar. And that's not even a bad our, thing because we need that sugar. No, because we need it. But like you were saying, Andrew, and you were just asking, are there any foods like we really should just get rid of? Refined carbohydrates. So, right, anything made with that white sugar, white flour, because they're not coming with vitamins and minerals. So what happens to then is when we try to digest, let's say, let's do the bagel, for instance. Mm -hmm. we're digesting a plain bagel. 
Um, it's made with white flour. Um, and even like notice too, if you're buying like whole wheat breads and stuff, the first ingredient needs to say whole. If it does not say whole, it is not actually whole grain. It's usually made with, um, like enriched white flour. But so you take in that bagel because there's no vitamins and minerals associated with refined carbohydrates, your body needs to use vitamins and minerals to digest it. So what does it do? It, it pulls from your own stores. When we start depleting our vitamin and mineral stores, how do we end up feeling? We feel lethargic. We just, I mean, honestly, overall don't feel good, but usually like you just feel tired. And that's kind of like, after you have a high carb meal, we like, mm-hmm. we're like, Oh, we're in a food coma. It's like, yeah, you probably just stripped your body of a lot of vitamins yeah, and minerals. Jim mm-hmm. Gavigan joke where he says, uh, nothing will make you lower your expectations for a day. Like eat, starting it with pancakes, some version of that, but it's just oh, like, you just need to take yeah. a nap. Oh my gosh. Totally. Like you just feel And that's where like, again, like we've talked about so much on this podcast, like being in, trying to really be in tune with your body and like being a detective and paying attention to when you're not feeling good and asking yourself why. And, but that's one of those things. Whereas like, if you had, let's say, um, a sweet potato or like a true, you know, whole grain piece of bread, and added like some nut butter to it, you're also supplying your body with the vitamins and minerals it needs to digest mm-hmm. that food. And you're not going to be feeling that way. So we well, yeah, most of us aren't an, walking yeah. around with blood sugar monitors. And so we have to look for no. these clues uh, to, to, to know what's going on inside of us. Totally. And that's where like, I mean, it is really interesting. There's a company out now called Levels where you wear the glucose monitor and it will track it for you and it will show you. And it's very eye-opening because everyone does respond to everyone's blood sugar levels do respond to different foods a little bit differently. So you can actually see when you eat certain foods, what happens with your blood sugar levels. So there's a thought to, I think more research needs to be done, but that if you are vegetarian or vegan, your body adapts because you do take in more carbohydrates. Like, especially like if you're eating more beans, protein sources and things like that, your body actually adapts to have, um, kind of a larger window of where your blood sugars can fall. Again, everyone's different. I don't know if it's just for some people, more research needs to be done, but there is a theory that you can handle more carbohydrates, um, being a vegetarian or vegan, but that's where it'd be a great thing to try out like a continuous glucose monitor Mm -hmm. and really get to monitor it because there's just this idea too. And I would love to compare kind of two healthy days, Andrew, but there's the idea that if you eat healthy, why would you ever have to write like monitor your blood sugar or or just start taking in that information. Like, do I feel hangry? Like, am I feeling like I'm a little bit hypoglycemic right now? So the first one I want to start with is this would be like our quote unquote healthy day. So you have a fruit smoothie. We're not really adding any protein into it. It's pretty much just fruit. You're adding in greens, you know, maybe you add in some coconut water, right? Um, and it's just a straight fruit smoothie. Then 
you know, which, okay. So I'm going to quiz you, Andrew, what's happening there to our blood sugar. It's spiking because it doesn't have the proteins or fats to help break it. Exactly. Down. It's breaking so it down the big, correct. Uh, yeah, exactly. So we, well, yeah, it doesn't have the proteins or fats to slow it down to slow like down. slow that rise and also lower that spike. So to slower it and lower it. So we have that huge spike. Then let's say, you know, we're eating three hours later, we're feeling pretty hungry. We're still on our health, you know, our healthy diet. So we're having a salad and we do have some protein. Great. Love it. Right. Like we're having some salad protein. Hopefully there's like some avocado in there for some healthy fats, et cetera. But what are we also missing? That one, I don't know. That one you've stumped me. Because okay, so to me, a salad with protein sounds good. So educate me. Oh, it sounds me. great. But so there, because we had that blood sugar spike, we're also coming down from it. If we're having no carb, ah. you're still going to come down. Yes, you're there's going to be some carbs down. in the veggies. You know, there'll be a little bit, but not enough to kind of bring you out of that hypoglycemic. So then come snack time, you're starving, but we're still trying to eat healthy. So we're having a piece of fruit for a snack. That's going to make you feel so good because you probably should have eaten it with your lunch. Yeah. So now you're spiking again. You're going to feel hangry again. So you're also like not really enjoying your day so much because you are probably thinking about your next meal. And then for dinner, we're going to have, because it's healthy, quote unquote, we're going to have a black bean burger. Well, when we break down a black bean burger, right? Like beans, beans have protein, fiber, and carbohydrates in them. But if anything, they are a carbohydrate first. Mm -hmm. You just look at it as like, there's an added benefit that there's a lot of fiber in it and that there's protein in it, Mm -hmm. but it's still considered a carbohydrate. So you're eating your black bean burger. If you have it on a bun, you're adding that up, but maybe you don't, right? But again, then we're spiking. We're getting some protein from the beans. Depends how much with you know how much you're having, and we're getting that fiber, so that will help. But maybe with that, you have like sweet potato fries. You know that even if you made them homemade at home, you're still just adding more carbohydrates. Yeah. So that's like a quote unquote healthy day. Well, now this, that's, if a, you, that's yeah. a great reminder too, because it's it's. I, th- I was speaking for me, but but mm-hmm. I feel like this is common. It's so easy just to focus on the meal itself, forgetting its relationship to the meal you just ate before or the meal you're going to eat later in the day. That's a great point. And that's where too, with blood sugar consistency, you want to look at your day as a whole and keep your, like the goal is to keep your carbs consistent throughout the day. And to not have one meal where it's overloaded and one mm-hmm. meal where there's no carbs. It's like, no, if you've been eating carbs that day, you need to consistently eat them or you're not going to feel good. Um, so now and this might say, be a, yeah. sorry to cut back in, no. but this might be one of the negative trends of people who are like tracking their macros is where they're looking at a day as a whole, which can be helpful, yep. but they're not looking at the meals individually. So Andrew, you are hitting the nail on the head with one of the reasons why I do not promote counting macros, because again, people will say like, Ooh, like I'm, I'm going to keep all my carb macros for dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. And then it's because like, they want well, that French fries yeah, with their, exactly. Whatever. And now you're spiking your blood sugar after a whole day, which also can affect your sleep. 
um, yeah, it's more like you're, it's not, it's more about being consistent with it. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like, yeah, I mean, oh my gosh, we should probably do an episode on counting (laughs) macros and why I don't agree with it. But so now let's take that same day, that same healthy day, right? Quote unquote healthy day. Yeah. So instead of the fruit smoothie, what what should I do? So, okay. So we're going to try and keep it as similar as possible. So you still want a smoothie. We're going to add protein to it. So it's going to be a protein packed smoothie and with minimal fruit or like frozen berries is probably my favorite to add to a smoothie because they come with so much fiber too, and they have the least amount of sugar per serving. So we're going to add, we're going to make a smoothie, but we're going to do more of like a minimal fruit smoothie, still get your fruit in. There's still so many benefits, but you're going to have that protein packed. Maybe we're also adding in some healthy fats. Like we're adding in some nuts or nut butter, or even some avocado to make it really creamy. Um, and then we're still adding in our veggies. Then with lunch, we have our salad with protein and here feel free to like, you know, maybe you have a few crackers on the side or you sprinkle on some more berries or fruit onto your salad. Um, or honestly, like with the veggies and because you didn't go so heavy at breakfast, you're also Mm -hmm. probably okay with just a good salad with a bunch of veggies that will still give you some carbohydrates mm-hmm. and protein. Maybe some almonds okay. sprinkled on top or something. Exactly. So you're getting, yeah, you can exactly just getting a variety of stuff. Yeah. And like the nuts are going to have some carbohydrates too. Yeah. But see how you're feeling. If your body is really craving carbohydrates at that meal, that's when like add in the piece of fruit, add in a little bit of like, if you have sweet potato leftover from the night before or something like that. Then we get to our snack time and you want your piece of fruit. We're going to add that nut butter or some nuts, or even like you could make a snack plate for yourself and have some fruit, some carrots and some hummus or really whatever floats your boat. Um, but that again is going to help us not spike and just have like that little wave. And then for dinner, I would say, you know, if you want that black bean burger, have it, but have it over a salad, like do without the bun and add some avocado to it. Um, I mean, yeah, you could add like more nuts to your salad to get a little bit more protein. Usually you should be getting enough protein from like a decent sized black bean burger mm-hmm. or have a regular burger, have a grass fed burger, have that paired with a salad and some homemade sweet potato fries. Right. Because then that's when Like I would say, if you're just, if you're having the black bean burger, I would get rid of the sweet potato fries, right. Mm -hmm. To not carb overload and spike that blood sugar. But if you're having a grass fed burger or some type of salmon burger, exactly. Some type of protein that doesn't come with carbohydrates, add in those sweet potato fries. So do you see how like, it's like just tiny adjustments. It can, it's almost like the days look very similar. Yeah but it's just these small adjustments that you can make. And then like, you know, if we talk about even like your typical American diet or what people are eating, it's like, I would suggest in the morning, like have two to three eggs, you know, maybe have your carb choice. If you want a carb in the morning, have some fruit in the morning, and then maybe have some veggies for that fiber. And then for lunch, which also the great thing too, about not being on that hunger roller coaster is you'll actually make it to lunch, Andrew. 
like, and you'll feel okay. You know, you won't be like starving at that point. And then for lunch, if you're a sandwich person, like all I would suggest is like, make it open-faced take off one slice of that bread, right? Or use like a low carb tortilla or wrap or something. You know what I like about an open face sandwich too, is eating it with a knife and fork. It slows down your eating too. So it's so easy when it's handheld, you can just in three minutes, your whole lunch is finished. I love that you brought that up, Andrew, because I could not agree more. And that's actually something where I'll try to teach people, like, if you are eating something handheld, I want you to put it down after each bite. (laughs) Every bite. Because it is. Like, it's so easy to just inhale it. So, no, I love that. And it's like, I don't know, it makes it a little bit fancier. It looks fancy, yeah. Yeah. Um, You can really pile stuff on there. But, yeah, so just make it open-faced. And then, again, for a snack, like, just make sure with any snack you're having, there is a protein there or a good fat source, like some guacamole. Um, but just make sure there is some type of protein source there with your carbohydrate or with your veggies, you know, like if you're just having like hummus and veggies or something like that. And then for dinner, just try and have a good balance of a protein some non-starchy vegetables, and then a starch of your choice on about a quarter of your plate not going overboard with it. Try to make it, you know, not one of those refined carbohydrates, but something that's going to actually give you other vitamins and minerals to keep you feeling good, to help you sleep better that night. Um, and that's just how you would adjust versus like we were talking about, like in the beginning having pancakes, or even this is a good one. Cause it's quote unquote, quote unquote, like more healthy having a big bowl of oatmeal in the morning with tons of fruit, maybe you're drizzling honey on top. Mm-hmm. Zero protein. Yeah. I mean, you're getting some fiber from the oatmeal and the and the fruit, but not enough to prevent that blood sugar. Depending spike. on the oatmeal too. Mm-hmm. So like how you could make that better is like add some nut butter to your oatmeal. Even add like some you know, collagen or protein powder or something to get in more protein in there. Um, add some chia seeds for extra fiber, things like that. Right. It's, but it's like little things, especially in the morning, I will say breakfast is like so crucial because that's when you're either getting on that roller coaster or hopefully, you know, you can avoid it for the day. Yeah. Is there anything, you know, I can think like some of this stuff, you know, we've talked a lot about, the, the importance of meal planning because you can and and meal prepping so you can like make some snacks that are easy to go get. Um, but for the times that that isn't the case, like I can think of, oh, maybe there's a, a bar or something that is kind of mm. balanced. But is there any natural foods, I guess, for lack of a better term, that are sort of more whole or no complete? Like if I just have to grab something and go because my schedule's busy that day, is there like a good snack that is sort of keeping your blood sugar, you know, level. Yeah. So the best things I would say, Andrew is like either a, the, like, have you seen like the nut butter packets? Yeah. Like those where you can literally just like squeeze some nut butter because it will give you a little bit of carb. So it'll give you like a little, if you need a little bit of energy, but it's also Mm going to help keep you full. Cause that's another thing too. Protein, fats, and fiber are the three things that actually keep you full. And with any snack, 
that's our goal. So I would say those little nut butter packets or like a packet of nuts, even if you like had to get like the packet of like a little trail mix. Yeah. I love that it's nuts with like, yes, there's some dried fruit, which can be high in sugar, but like, it's still a good option. This may be not so much if you're running out the door, but like, even if you're at home and you're like, I just need something quick and I don't have much in my fridge, half an avocado with some sea salt and maybe a little lemon juice or whatever Mm -hmm. floats your boat, whatever seasoning and eating that great because the fats are going to help keep you full, but also there's a lot of fiber in avocados too. Um, also, I I mean, I know this may not sound the most appealing for people, but like having like even just grabbing like some veggies to go, but it's tough. There's no like cracker or like more, I guess more processed food that I would say is just a great grab and go. Even I will say with like most bars, most bars aren't great. Sometimes when you need to use them in a pinch, totally fine. But a lot of bars are very incomplete. Yeah. I like how you said that. Like there's something missing, right? Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's just such a great, I feel like for, for me, most of the grab and go, Oh, you know, what's a good one. And I've actually been using a lot recently is, um, roasted chickpeas. And so they have them like in individual packs too. And what I love about them is they do have about, they have about 15 grams of carbs, but they're seven grams, about seven grams of fiber. So that brings that down. Cause something to think about too, if you are looking at carbohydrates, to get the net amount of carbs, you subtract the fiber from, mm-hmm. so you can see like, oh, you know what? That probably won't spike my blood sugar that much, Yeah. but then it's great too. It also has about seven grams of protein. So you're getting like higher fiber, higher protein, but you're still getting those carbohydrates. If you need that little like energy boost. And so that's another great one, which you can either make at home Like you could make a big batch of roasted chickpeas or like, I've just, you know, I've yeah. just been buying the packets and they're really easy to just bring along with you. Well, yeah, no, I think those are some great tips to sort of take away along with, to me, the big re- revelation is like comparing meals to meals, not just everything that's in one meal. And, and that really totally. does have implications outside of blood sugar and, and glucose spikes. Yeah. And remember too, like if you are realizing, you know, I did just, I, you know, I definitely just spiked my blood sugar. I just eat a ton of carbs. Easy thing you can do. Go for a quick walk. Yeah. Go for a quick walk. You're not like damaging your body. You know, you'll get some benefits of of just going. Yeah, exactly. Like you're going to go for a nice walk. Hopefully it's outside if you can, if not, that's okay. And, um, or maybe you just go up and down the stairs a little bit just to get your body moving and you will notice Mm -hmm. you will feel, you'll just feel better afterwards. Yeah. No, that's one of my favorite things to do is like even like going out for a meal, you know, and then just like planning to like walk around the neighborhood. Like to stroll. After. Yeah. yeah. It's so nice. Based on today's Q&A episode, I want you to add in at least one tip to balance your blood sugars, whether it's adding protein fiber and or healthy fats to your carbs or going for a walk after a carb filled meal to bring your blood sugars down. Thank you for listening to Naturally Well by Nordic Naturals. And remember, you can watch every episode of the podcast on our Naturally Well YouTube channel. 
If you want to know more about me, you can follow me on Instagram at livewellwithkate, where I typically live on my stories, providing a variety of daily health and wellness tips. Naturally Well is hosted by myself, Kate Turner, and produced by Andrew Steven. If you have any questions, please send us an email at podcast at nordicnaturals.com, and we hope to answer your question on air. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.